Welcome to Sidetrack. I am your host, Dennis Kaminsky, here today with my business specialist friend. I'm not a business specialist. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the term you used earlier was uh, retail investor. Yeah, or retail trader. Retail I do trader. more trading than investing, but yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. The reason that I have you on today is the world is getting crazy right now, and a lot of people don't really understand what's happening, and you're yeah. somebody I know who can explain that a little bit. Yeah, of course. So in layman's terms, uh, what has gone down in the last week in the most yeah. com compact and oh, okay. Yeah. So by the way, originally we were supposed to talk about, um, what was it? The article I wrote a little while ago, yeah. but all yeah. of this happens so. <laughs> though. Yeah. So, um, to answer your question, what has happened recently, um, to, in the most simple way possible, and you can ask me questions as I go, obviously. I absolutely will. I don't speak this language at all, so I'm going to need you to translate some things for me. Yeah, so what's going on is that Wall Street Bets, which is a Reddit group, um, which is usually for, uh, they're usually unprofitable. A lot of them are just, they, they just specialize in yellow plays with options trading. And it's a posting um, site with, uh, with a few good bets or a good few good investment tips thrown on there every once in a while. Yeah, for the most part, they do something called FDs, which like, excuse the language, but this is just what it's called. It's it's like the faggot delights, which is um they, uh, and we can explain more. Like you can look it up, but uh, um, what that is is, it's basically when you buy weekly options that expire out of the money. Um, yeah, I mean that's weekly options that expire out of the money, and they used to require the stock or the underlying to move like 20, 30% within like a few days, which statistically a lot of time will not happen unless you're in extremely volatile stocks like Neo or Tesla. And, you know, then it happens, but when it happens, you can yeah. become a, like a six figure heir or a seven figure millionaire, you know? So it, it really depends. That's, it's very rare, but most of the time, most of the time it does not work out. Um, so like but a court shot backwards, and if you miss it, you lose a lot of money. Yes, yes. Like, uh, I think I told you earlier, my favorite joke on Wall Street Bets is um, when uh, there's this one guy that lost. Um, this, is a, this is a typical mindset. So, like, I lost my mom's 401k, and I'm going to try and make it back my dad's 401k. And they'll just YOLO it, right? But nonetheless, like, that's not what Wall Street Bets is 100% of the time. There are some really good due diligence DDs, they'll call it. There's some really good great due diligence there people doing fundamental research um doing momentum research on you know which 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 stock to you know yellow um and that's that's essentially what happened um a bunch of them got together started with a guy on youtube called roaring kitty who's now known as deep fucking value he's up like 50 million uh, last i checked um yeah. yeah so for him he did his due diligence on GameStop. uh he he amazing diligence. You can like go find this on YouTube. And uh, he also pointed out that Michael Burry from uh, The Big Short is also long GameStop. And so he'd been buying GameStop since like August. And he also realized that over 100% of the float is short. So 100% of all available shares are short. So I think up to 140%. And what tends to happen when you, you know, <laughs> what tends to happen when you you start buying um, uh, a company that's short or the stock keeps running up, uh, the shorts have to cover, which pushes the stock up even higher. And they essentially 
hijack the, the stock. So that's what's going on. It's an interesting topic because even in your simple description right there, there are probably a lot of people who are incredibly lost. And unfortunately, with the subject, that's just an, inevit an inevitability, right? It's not yeah. something that a lot of people fully understand. So some of the terminology is going to absolutely be going over my head as well. So I'm just going to kind of let you finish what you're saying. I'm oh, yeah, just ask though, Brett. Clarify, because in some instances, I know it'll kind of hold up the conversation. But uh, uh, so you said a few a week ago, a few weeks ago, uh, they started pitching GameStop as a potentially good investment mm -hmm. um, through a lot of really good research. So yeah. how did you get to the point that we are at currently today? Oh, I mean, like a lot of this you can find online. Like, <laughs> so do you understand what I mean by when I say like sh to short a stock to, to make money? And do you understand like how it happens and so forth? Uh, not entirely. Okay, so uh, I'll, this is the example I usually use. Um, and there are like people online that can explain a lot better than me. I'll like say yeah. I like that. Is it is that like it says in the Latino heat like Eddie Guerrero right that shirt you're wearing? All right, so say they only made ten of those shirts in the world, and um, I work at the company that made the shirt. I work at the company that made the shirt, but I don't own one of them. And you are one of ten people that has the shirt. You paid a thousand dollars for it, right? And uh, I'm sorry, you paid ten thousand dollars for it. Okay. But I know they're gonna make um more because I work at the company like w within the next 30 days they'll they'll drop more shirts so the value of your shirt will go down right so because there's more supply um so what I'll do is like I'll be like hey Dennis can I borrow your shirt for a video shoot right um and then you just let me borrow it for free I sell it for ten thousand dollars and then next month it comes out that they're making more of those shirts which I knew they would um and then I just go buy one for um, let's just call it like a thousand dollars. I go buy one off online oh, okay. for a thousand dollars. I give it right back to you, and now I just I just pocketed nine thousand dollars. I made mm. money from the value going down. It's short selling, right? The problem is, and this is what's going on <laughs> with AMC, is if they don't make any more shirts, but I still have to go get that sh your shirt back because I borrowed it from you. And then the, then the person I'm like, well, I'm not giving you your shirt back. Like, oh, the shirt, I bought, I, I bought the shirt from you. So I'm not going to give it back to you unless you give me a hundred thousand, a million. At this point, you can name your price because, you know, <laughs> there's, there's only so few in existence. But whatever happens, legally, you're the rightful owner. So I need to pay back to get that, um, that shirt right back to you. So I can pay up to a million dollars, two million dollars. Like, really, the losses are infinite. And that's what's going on with GameStop. So how did we get to this point? A whole bunch of people on Reddit got together and started buying up the shares and which drove the, drove the value up and they started buying options too, which continues to drive up the price and momentum. And a lot, a lot of traders like myself are momentum traders. So as it starts moving up, they're all piling in there. And the thing that's going on with uh, Melvin Capital, they went bankrupt. I believe the status for every $7 the stock moves, uh, Melvin loses seven, uh, Melvin loses 1 billion. They start off at 13 billion, um, right? So uh, when Melvin went bankrupt, then then uh, uh, Citadel, which uh, which uh, which is a financial services company, but they also are a hedge fund. I think they have 35 billion in management. What's going? On, they loaned Melvin. Uh, they loaned Melvin Capital some. Uh, they they gave him a loan. They they came and bailed them out. But now because they bailed them out, that's also their money that uh, Melvin's using. So now it's not so much us versus Melvin, it's us versus uh, versus Citadel and, and point, I think 22 or something like that, which also contributed to the loan. So, right, so when they lose, they get a bailout and they're gonna continue shorting. But the thing is, 
everybody's saying like remember i said like hey i want my shares back but i mean i want i want my the person that i would sell sold your shirt to i want it back but they're like no i'm not gonna give it to you. that's what people are saying i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sell a single share so there's only there's only there's a floor to how much on the, the Robin Hood, that's why it was such a controversy that they put the uh, the caps on it so you could only sell. Cause then yeah. It's going to knock everything right back. Yeah. But you, okay. Exactly. And there's also a conflict of interest here because Citadel, um, I believe, is the clearinghouse for Robin Hood. So um, Robin Hood, a lot of people think it's free, um, you know, but they've been fucking a lot of people for a long time. Uh, I think they, they were they re recently fined like December, um, mainly for the fact that you know in any product if it is free then you're the product so like facebook and uh, target advertising google and so forth um and in the case of Robinhood, they front run your trades they sell your data to um citadel in this case so if you're trying to sell if you're trying to buy tesla at like um 800 what they'll do is they'll send that information at citadel this is all happening within milliseconds they'll send that information to citadel and then citadel will will buy um you know they'll they'll what they'll what Citadel do is then they'll sell they'll sell the stock to, they'll own the stock they'll get they'll get in on the stock at like say like um, you're trying to buy it at 800 they'll get on the stock at like 795 and then sell it to you at 800 so they just pocketed five dollars off that right sometimes even on Robinhood when you're trying to sell they won't let you sell unless you go which is like normal if the stock's running down but like sometimes Robinhood will do like these five dollar increments their Citadel is taking money off that right so um, uh, I just recently left Robinhood, by the way. And the funny thing is, like, I'll put in an order. <laughs> I was telling my friend Jason, I'll put in an order and I'll get, like, a great price. It's, you know, if something's at, like, uh, if something's at, like, uh, for example, if I'm trying to sell something for $300 and then it gets sold for, like, $320, I'm, like, shocked. Because on Robinhood, <laughs> like it just won't work or you'll get exactly $300 or you might have to go lower but like they're filling you I'm, you know I'm using a different broker that they're filling at greater prices and like I'm shocked because I've used Robinhood for so long yeah, and like, I'm just used to you know getting my trades front ran <laughs> yeah so that's what's going on it's we're at the point where um you know and, and there's a lot of I think I've told you before to me all all financial news is um political news and there's a lot of political um you know you can say energy behind this if you will and a lot of people aren't selling because uh you know we're at that point where people are reflecting on 2008 people are reflecting on uh yeah. getting 1200 um when every other country's you know paying everybody's continue to pay everyone to stay at home uh, and then we get 600 dollars. and yeah so that's that's where we are um either way it it, it I think we'll keep going up, but at the end, and I'm not a financial expert or a broker or anything, yeah, course, so yeah. do your own due diligence. But I think we keep over, going up, but eventually everybody will have to sell, and you know, you know, so they're going to shorten the way down regardless. But if we can get them to maybe a thousand, five thousand, <laughs> like they'll go bankrupt in the process. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I've been really interested in in this entire process is it's definitely bringing in a lot of first-time traders. Um, obviously, you said you're not a financial expert. You're not a trading expert. Um, do you believe you, you that You legally are... have to say that, too. <laughs> I'm not a financial... You said what? You legally have to say that, too. Like, I'm not a financial oh, uh, advisor. Or, yeah, yeah exactly. Some like that. I am absolutely not a financial <laughs> expert. I've never made more than $20,000 in a year, so don't listen to a goddamn word that I say. I'm sorry, Grandma. Yeah. You told me not to say GD. That's um, funny. Shit, out of luck now. I'm too late. Uh, 
No, uh, what I was curious about, though, was because it's bringing in so many first-time uh, investors, do you think that – how likely is it that some of these first-time investors are going to be losing money in this situation? Because they don't necessarily know how to play this game, and they're kind of mm -hmm. jumping along for the ride. And some people are going to know when to sell out, and some people are going to know kind of how to read what's going on a little bit better than others. So do you think that as nice of a rebellion as this is, ultimately it could have negative long-term ramifications for people who don't necessarily know what they're doing? Yeah, well, that depends on how many people are just, like, jumping in there, like, YOLO, essentially. Yeah, yeah and I, I can imagine that's considered to be a lot of people. But um, the beautiful thing about the internet, and I'll say, I, I do think this is more than a trade. It's, at the end of the day, it's, I think it's grown to become a movement. And I do think a lot of people do realize that uh, they could look, uh, it's kind of like the Doge, the Doge coin thing, right? Oh, yeah, like, did, did, didn't you say you made a trade? Yeah, on that? I did. Yep. Yeah, right. And you lost money. How, how'd you feel about that? <laughs> oh, I didn't lose money. You didn't, you made profit? I didn't make anything yet. I'm still holding. You're back holding? Is it down or up? Uh, last time I checked, uh, I mean, from where it was at, it's up a little bit, but it's not at oh, okay. sense. Well, I think that I'm that's... also using this as an experiment right now because I'm new to this and it felt like a very uh, low risk situation given what my entry price was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, n no doubt. Like a lot of people will lose money. Uh, oh, I mean, look, look at, look at, um, look at deep fucking value. Like there's I, I either, I think. Wednesday, Thursday going to Friday, I think his net worth was like fluctuating mm. either like like $30 million or something like that, right? So like he's losing money too. Every, there's, there's a possibility everybody loses money. So, but, so um, yeah, people will be hurt from this. But at the end of the day, it's like, I think, um, I don't want to say the majority because I don't have any statistics or anything, but I'll, I'll say a lot of people do believe that like they're trying to stick it to the man. Like even yeah. I'll, I'll disclose that I have a position in there, like a small position in there and like, um, I mean, I like to get out profitably, but I understand that this thing can drop yeah. at any moment. Yeah. And that, that's a big reason why I personally didn't hop in because, um, historically, and we had this, we talked about this earlier, but yeah. you know, historically I had, I had done the same research, not to the level of Roaring Kitty, but I had done the same research and figured out, um, I was calling them float trades. Um, uh, it's something, you know, I told you like once they short to the bottom and the hedge funds start covering the trade, you just hop in and ride the momentum get out like so i'm my first profit this year was uh bbby which is bed bath and beyond i yeah. first started noticing this could be a profitable trade when i i saw stitch fix go to like 24 to wherever the hell it is now based on shorts covering right um i mean tesla last year was one of the most shorted uh i, I think like damn near over 10 percent of tesla shares were short so not only was we were we making money driving the price up of tesla but it was also like shorts were covering right and that's where you get the elon short shorts and so forth yeah. right so um i i i had seen like you know it's this isn't a, a brand new idea right it was just for me i stayed away like the answer a question about people will get hurt i stayed away from a long time i saw this in at 17 and i stayed stayed away for so long because i realized that like traditional wall street bets speaking historically like a lot of the trades are yolos like i knew it was a concerted effort where everybody's like um, you know it was well executed but historically speaking if we're looking at the data like most people look, yeah. lose money so when they were doing it, i'm like i'm good but now it's like it's more of a revolution so like i yeah. do understand i can lose my money but at this point this is for 2008 this is for everything else so that's how i see it uh in your opinion what's the long game 
not negative a negative sense like not the, the counter necessarily the movement but what is the long game of the movement to just hold out as long as possible and keep sticking it to him giving it to him a, a little bit longer or is there something bigger at the end if something like this turns out to maintain the level of success that it's had so far yeah so i would say there's two aspects to this there's um there's the political side and then there's the straight up um market dynamic side so mm-hmm. i'll start off with the political side and we can explore that a little bit more if you want um i do think there was something called uh hashtag force the vote a little um a little while ago which was uh jimmy Dore and some of the founders of the justice democrats had realized that um, these are youtubers and they'd realized that um with all they need to you know because aoc at one point has said um we can't even get medicare for all to be a floor vote so just yeah. just to from nancy Pelosi, Pelosi to bring it up for people to vote on it and, like they won't even do that right so what he said was well now for nancy to win speaker of the house she would need everybody in consensus to uh, vote for her, or it would go back, uh, and you know it would become madness where everybody, anyone can just run, and then they'd be gotcha. a new speaker of the house, right? So all they needed was, I think there was around 15 Justice Democrats. They needed like, I want to say 13, or like they, they 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 had enough Justice Democrats or otherwise the squad to say no to Nancy Pelosi to get medic unless you know I'm holding my vote until you offer me something, right? Gotcha. So, okay. um, uh, where is this going, like? they didn't hold out their vote and why like there was a big debate like wow well it's not worth it like you, you know it, it's not worth it to have to have uh nancy pelosi lose, lose the speakership and so forth but the thing is like even if medicare for all didn't end up winning like even if they nobody uh um nobody ended up uh voting for medicare and then didn't become a, a a law or anything what would happen is in the next round of primaries and just literally in any debate moving forward you can say hey dennis voted against medicare for all in the middle of a pandemic right so yeah, it's it's a political tool it's a it's a leverage tool, right as well yeah right so <laughs> yeah right um that's that's one aspect of it and how does that compare what's the parallel to this um it starts to expose that there's class warfare and i mean like the apparent class warfare that's going on so this like the longer they hold, the more we see the bullshit with the mainstream media. So CNBC again on TV, pearl clutching, like yeah. using terms that I can't stand, like the unsophisticated investor. Um, or you see Chamath Pally it means you're a poor person taking money. <laughs> exactly. So when Please when a retail trader, <laughs> when a retail trader does the same thing, like it, it, you know, it's like you're unsophisticated. Like, there's this like there's this like William Malvin or something like that. There's this guy. Uh, this secretary of state for Massachusetts, like was getting on talking about how the unsophisticated investor needs to be protected. And, you know, but like, I mean, I could go through a list of examples of, of, of basically the bullshit hypocrisy that they do. Right. So this is just leverage. Um, you know, like I remember, uh, you know, just to share my personal story, when I started trading, uh, my first, one of my first massive trades was, um, it was back in 2008, um, uh, December, December 24th, 2008. I just started learning that we had like fiat currency. So I was basically like, I was taking the blue pill and starting to realize how things actually okay. work. And we had a fiat currency, um, like unemployment was at like lows, but at the same time, people had like two or three jobs. There were like all these inconsistencies in the market. I started learning about like quantitative easing, which is just a fancy way of when the stock, I mean, the Federal Reserve like prints money, right? Um, so I was thinking like, oh, like this is a bubble. So I'm going to start shorting. Like it's gone down. I'll, I'll start shorting. So 
I use something called uh, inverse ETFs, which are highly leveraged. So an ETF is like a baskets of stocks. So, um, okay. so uh, like anytime you buy your 401k, like it's anytime you like buy a group of stocks. So for example, like the S&P 500 is the top uh, 500 companies by market mm. cap that, you know, the, you know, so the ETF for that is SBY. So if you want to buy all of those companies, you just buy SBY, right? So okay. to buy the inverse ETF of the SBY is to expect, um, it's to expect like when, basically when SPY goes down, the in, this inverse ETF goes up, right? So basically you're shorting right. without like dual male and capital and the, what they're doing is just like take, borrowing the shares. I'm not borrowing, I'm just, I'm just shorting an ETF, I'm just buying an ETF that goes up when the SPY goes down, right? Does that make any sense? As much as it can for some <laughs> okay. understanding this shit. So okay. I'm yeah, doing a so, fantastic job explaining this. There's some acronyms and I'm like, okay, I know. Yeah, exchange, exchange traded fund, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, I was doing that, but that's highly leveraged, meaning like if, if, um, if SPY, which is at like, you know, like 370 right now, if it moves down one point, I go up three points. So like mm. I make $3 for every $1 gotcha. it goes down. Right. Okay. So, um, um, I was, I like put like 75% of my portfolio with this and I was, I was up like three grand. I was doing pretty well. Um, you said in 2008? this, no, this 2018, 2018, 2008, okay. like, this is based off like of what grade. you learned from <laughs> yeah. 2000. Oh, that's what yeah, I was right. confused about. But my point like, is like, how the fuck? <laughs> no, uh, my, my point is when I was doing that, that the following day, uh, the Federal Reserve came out and said uh, that they're lowering interest rates. And when they lower interest rates, that means people can lend, you know, banks can lend more, people can borrow at low, you know, interest rates. So um, that made stocks shoot up, right? Yeah. And, you know, for every $1 that the SPY goes down, I go up $3. It's inverse. So if it starts going up, I go down $3. $3 yeah. So it just started going the opposite way to the point where we went to all-time highs. And I was like, Nobody stepped in to tell me, oh, he's an unsophisticated investor. Like, we need to make, yeah. give him back his money. We need to bail him out. Nobody came in and did that. When I was taking out a student loan uh, to go to college, and um, uh, they did a variable. The only one I could get was, like, a var- a private loan. It was a variable uh, interest rate. And, like, my dad ex- explained, like, oh, this is bad. But, like, it was the only thing I could get at the time. Like, yeah. me not having any credit history or something like that, right? So um, it started off at, like, 4%. And by the time I graduated, it was up like 12%, right? Nobody stepped in like, oh, he's unsophisticated. Yeah, no. Like, you know, he, he doesn't understand. Nobody's, but when the average trader, <laughs> when the Wins. average investor yep. starts making money, right? That's, that's when, that's when they get mad. So this is what I mean by like, it's a long-winded way of saying leverage. The longer we hold out, the more the average person gets, um, gets informed about this. So, mm. you know, like even though CNBC is lying to people at the end of the day, you have billionaires getting like getting on there, like just so angry, like Absolutely talking about right. oh, it's Russia. I'm like, dude, relax. Like, you know, like it's always Russia, but anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> yes, correct yourself. It's a cute little fucking dog. <laughs> yeah. So that's one aspect. And the other aspect is like outside of the blatant market manipulation, which is another point of, um, you know, when, when we start making money, it's market manipulation. They market manipulate all the time, right? So, um, so anyway, being gaslit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they're gaslighting word for it. everybody, that's right? Yeah, they're being assholes about things, and then when we do it, exactly. they're like, "Hey, listen, I, I think that sometimes when you get angry, you raise your voice a little bit." <laughs> and meanwhile, like thirty seconds ago, they're like, "Hey, asshole!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, one, we have like uh, 
leverage to expose the longer we hold out the, mm -hmm. the i mean the whole world's talking about this right yeah, and then two incredibly big news yeah yeah so two um again for every seven dollars that gme moves up they lose a billion dollars so melvin capital has uh melvin capital has 35 billion under management so i mean i think like at with the stock going up to um five thousand which is very possible which is very possible um the stock going up to five thousand they like what they can stand to lose like 700 billion with the stock at a thousand they can lose um like like over a like 150 billion around there right so um the the higher this that's why there's all this pressure like you you see the blatant collusion to 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 drive the the, the stock down like so using algorithms and and uh literally every trick in the book but you know yeah. they're dealing with very stubborn people you know uh so uh like diamond hands hands made of carbon so no if no one's selling like the stock actually isn't going down and they also have to do with margin calls so for example in the in the example where i said you know i i i gave i sold your shirt the margin call is when you ask for your shirt back gotcha so so as the price goes up um these their brokers are asking like hey i don't think you're good for this money man like we're, yeah, we're, every yeah. seven dollars bro you know so they have to cover and on top of that every day we hold they're paying interest on that right so mm. i don't know there, there's a lot that can happen here i do also like I, I do think they'll make back their money eventually because at the end of the day people will short but i do think um the robin hood people would find a way to short too but i mean uh the the wall street bets crowd would find a way to short as well but uh you know interest i mean uh I, what is it In, uh, implied volatility which is that's another conversation about options, but you know, think okay. of options as the insurance on people's stock. Okay. Right? That's, gotcha. that's all it is. So like think of the way insurance, car insurance yeah, works, health insurance, car insurance, options work that you're just insuring your stock. That's all it is. But you know, premiums can go up based on how much, like if you live in LA, it goes up. Uh, if you, you know, if you, uh, you know, if you live in a, a city that's deemed as, you know, with, with high crime, your insurance goes up, right. Uh, you know, if there are multiple reasons, if you're underage, or I'm sorry, if you're like not 21, or if if they seem if they deem you yeah. as young, it, you, the the premium goes up, right? So time driver, that's the same thing like with that, options. Yeah. Right? So they know that a lot of people are trying to you know short this, or a lot of people are you know trying to buy the calls, um, which is when you go up, when you short it, you buy puts. Um, in this case, like premiums are up like 600%, which is like the most I've ever seen premiums be up. So they're very expensive, but either way, I still, I still like they stand to make money from the stock going down. But I think if they just stop with the tricks, we could easily shoot up to a thousand easy. I think that's possible. I was just getting ready to ask you that had they not put a, a cap on all of this, do you think that everything would have continued to steadily go up? Or do you feel like certain companies were inevitably going to crash? Um, defined cap. What do you mean? Uh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, the restrictions on trading, uh, primarily through Robin hood and stuff yeah. like that over the course of the last few days. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, to to I'm not defending Robinhood at all. I think what they've done is wrong. But to their credit, when you buy a stock, it's like you're buying it on margin. You don't actually like when you know when you buy a stock and it instantly settles for you behind the scenes. What's actually happens like they have to they, Robinhood pays for it, and mm -hmm. then um, Robinhood pays for it, and then um, what ends up happening is like it takes a couple days 
for like the funds to settle, right? So what Robinhood is saying is that like, does that make sense? It's like when yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you Venmo me, like Venmo covers it, but like, you know, it, it just takes a couple of days. I for, understand. Like it's yeah. I used to work in uh, retail, and it was a similar thing. When somebody asked for a refund, they'd come back like, "Hey, the money's not exactly. in my account yet. So it's going to be about exactly hours. yeah, it's the right. Same basic concept. So uh, I was Robin primarily Hood. referring to uh, when they halted uh, buying on the stocks. I don't know if you saw that, but there was a moment oh, yeah. where people could only sell. Yeah, so that was the one that seemed like that pissed people off the most. Yeah. So I've ever seen. I've, those are called shortcut breakers. Okay. The only time you do circuit breakers, to my knowledge, is when, um, is when, is when a stock is going down. So if you were, if you were investing or trading back in like, uh, this is just my experience back in March. What ended up happening was for every like ten percent or something like that, if the stock goes down, if the if the spy SPY goes down ten yeah. percent in a day, they'll do a circuit breaker where they'll they'll like halt trading for a little bit, and then. I think it goes down if if I think if it goes down a certain percentage, it's like cancel trading. I could be wrong. Don't quote me yeah. on that for the day. But if it goes down a certain percentage, they'll halt it. So it's it's just a measure for um, when things are crashing, right? So okay, gotcha. um, but I've never I have never heard of a circuit breaker that goes up. So that's what I was curious about. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. So like, I understand like if everything's crashing, they want to stop it from going under completely. And exactly. Burning, but if it's going up seems like a weird time to put a cap on you know what i mean i don't mean to yeah. use the term cap but that seems like the proper term like they keep like yeah they keep pausing yeah. trading yeah so um the only time to halt a stock that i know of is when there's like explicit fraud like fraud that you know um clearly like this is this this can't be disputed so enron or worldcom um i believe there's a company called like wirecard in like germany that, I don't know sophisticated if they... investors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, when, when they're losing money, right? So um, uh, uh, that that's the only time. Like the exchanges can halt the stock. So I don't know what was happening here, but I've just never seen um, like a stock be halted from it going up. But the only people that that was hurting was Robinhood uh, users specifically. Not Robinhood users. It, it's hurting the the Citadel who pays okay. for Robinhood, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they're the clearinghouse for Robinhood. So. Uh, I believe they're the clearinghouse house for Robin Hood. But anyway, uh, that's like that's who it's hurting. Like there, nobody on the retail side is losing from the stock going up. Like when Tesla's gapping up like crazy, like n no one's no no one's mad. Like they're in on it too. Like no one's complaining. Yeah. No one's halting the stock when it's going up twenty, thirty percent in a day. But you know, when when GME is going up a hundred percent 200 percent a day like yeah that they seem to care and it's it's worth halting but yeah i you know uh robin hood's excuses they don't have the funds to available to clear all the purchase and that's going on mm, so they okay. delete the the buy button but to go as far as to not make the stock be searchable to have a list of stocks yeah. that you know that's pretty that's pretty oh yeah it was, it was they're working against <laughs> it a little bit yeah am i allowed yeah. to say that legally Oh yeah, I mean. Okay. Well, they're definitely cheating the fucking system then. Yeah, I mean. I just don't want Robin Hood coming at me. I've that, seen that no, motherfucker with a bow, and I'm, I'm not basic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. So that's basically what's going on. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very curious what will happen with something like Robin Hood. I don't know if people. I'm personally leaving it, but I was leaving it before, 
Like, yeah, you found happened, out they were yeah. playing with your money a little bit, which is a good enough reason to get off of anything. Not in a oh. negative way, playing with your money. It just it seems like it would be more beneficial to trade through other sites where you don't have to worry about. Yeah, I just wanted to move. I, I wanted to move and like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not trying to get front ran. You know, that's, <laughs> that's just what I, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, but like for for the average person, like um, Robinhood's fine. But at this point, I really want. I'm very curious how they're. PR turns out. Oh yeah, this is a this is a rough one for him. It's one of those situations yeah. where I feel like uh, one of the reasons that I specifically was excited to talk to you about this subject was I feel like a lot of people are getting into this subject for the first time right now. Like you mm -hmm. said, I feel like if if nothing else, this situation has opened people's eyes and given a very clear example of classism i don't know people are interpreting it in their own way i don't really know necessarily how to interpret it but it, it feels like the divide between the the people on top and the people on the bottom is getting a lot further and further away and mm -hmm. it's it's really interesting to see because it's it's almost ironic that it's through their own game do you know what i mean and it's yeah. really interesting because i don't mean to use terms like there right i'm only saying that because i've never traded in stock so when i say that i'm just generalizing anybody who, who trades at all whatsoever but it is their game we're, we're unsophisticated exactly <laughs> generally speaking we're, you yeah. know, we're the, the novice people in the situation so it's it's really interesting to me to see it play out but there's also that part of me that's you know like I, that's why i asked you earlier about the uh the possibility of people losing money because it is turning into a, quite a revolution and i feel like some people are treating this like uh you said that the yolo mindset is very much there with the stocks and i can see it and it feels like a lot of people are almost treating this like uh like they're trying to put their hand in between the ceiling fan and not get hit by the blade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh -huh. they're just kind of dumping in and pulling out real quick, trying to make a quick profit off of it. And yeah, it's working for them right now. So I don't mind, but there's always that concern that somebody's going to get in over their head and system's going to crash. And Oh no. Hey, I saw wall street bets go from 2 million to 7 million in one week so they're in the right place for oh, yeah. <laughs> they got lost porn so they're in the right place for those else um nonetheless like if i i do think i hate to use i i hate to use their phrase but the democratization of finance by um that's like mm -hmm. uh robin hood's uh slogan uh i i do believe that at the end of the day at the end of the day like everybody that starts out investing or trading um the term is you, you always have to pay your tuition to the market like I paid my tuition when yep. I shorted the stock market back in uh, December 24th, 2018 and paid the price, lost 75% of my portfolio, right, on that one trade. So, um, um, yeah, people will learn the hard way. Like, I may sound like, I may sound sort of... It's true. It sounds harsh, yeah. but it's true. It's, yeah. it's real money that you're playing with. It's not a game. As much as it feels like it is, like, if it's something that you can't afford to jump into then you should absolutely refrain from doing yeah. it regardless of how much of a revolution it feels like if you don't have money to lose you don't have money to play yeah and, and people can uh so, so those that are new to this they can paper trade so if you have uh, whether on rebull or or td ameritrade those are the ones i know i know of you can paper trade which is when you 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 trade a fake money or invest with fake money like that's like a simulation um, yeah, simulation trading. Yeah, yeah cool. So. Although that would suck to do really well in your simulation and look over and be like, man, if I'd have put that money in for real. Yeah, I should have would have cut it. I'm trying to remove that out of my yeah my language, but like, yeah, I um for a lot of people, me included, for a long time I didn't do paper trading because uh, um I 
you know, I like I like the heart attacks, man. I like the heart attacks of like feeling it for real. So you know, you you can you can put money um, into a lot of investing or trading is psychological. Um, and, you know, it's like uh, this is another topic. It's like CNBC is the old uh, is is like the the Wall Street bets of the previous generation, right? So yeah, someone like Bill. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember. I remember uh, um, when when 2008 when Bear Stearns was crashing. I remember a caller calling in and asking like uh, I wasn't I don't, I don't remember that as a kid, but like I've, I've I remember yeah. I remember seeing this. Um, uh, a caller calls in ask asks Jim Cramer that uh, hey like I want to sell Bear Stearns at 60. And he goes, you'd be a fool to sell at 60. I don't remember the, I'm paraphrasing, like, you, you know, like, oh, you know, I already talked, but like, uh, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be an idiot to sell at 60. And then Bear Stearns goes down to two. That was someone's livelihood. Yeah. So what's the difference between what they're doing now? And like, why is anyone telling them, oh, like what you're saying can get people hurt. Like what's the difference between what they're doing now and what's going on with Wall Street Bets where clearly everybody understands the risk, but they're choosing to get in anyways, right? The, yeah. the, at least the people that are coming in from the Wall Street Bet side, right? So um, CNBC has been doing it for a long time. Uh, a guy named Bill Ackman, he's a hedge fund manager. He um, goes on CNBC and talks about how like, uh, I think pre-pandemic talks about how like, oh, things are gonna crash and so forth. Like, And he's, he's right. Lo and behold, this dude had like 26 million in puts or like shorts yeah. and he made like 27 billion or something like that, or like two point, no, I'm sorry, he made 2.6 billion. It was a oh, 26 million trade that turned, like look at the return on that dude. But like yeah. going on TV and talking about like, oh, like I, I think, you know, everything's gonna close down, which like he was right. The same way the Wall Street bets, everybody did their due diligence and it ended up yeah. going up and everybody started buying it. Like what's the difference, right? But my point is, um, you know, you ask the question, uh, are people gonna get hurt? Like, yeah, people will get hurt, but, um, as as messed up as it sounds, like that that's the market. Like Yeah, absolutely. Like you win on a trade, you lose on a trade. That's an interesting situation. I don't really I don't have anything in it, so it's an interesting thing for me to sit back <laughs> yeah. and watch. But I do know a lot of people who are getting in for the first time, so I wanted to make sure while I had somebody who kinda knew what they were talking about to, to give people their for fair warning if you're if you're watching from afar and you're thinking about jumping in, like oh, still yeah. the stock market. Shit still happens and Yeah. Jump in yep. if you feel comfortable, but don't feel like you got to right now. Or feel like you got to. I don't know. I feel like I'm going against the revolution when I say something like that. I feel like uh, <laughs> later tonight I'm going to have a bunch of people outside with pitchforks and stuff yelling at me. Like, Eat the rich! All right. <laughs> I will. Yeah. We're done. Yeah, I mean, the, to, to go back to what you mentioned with, uh, um, like, uh, the wealth gap, that's something that's been room for a while. In fact, the, the main reason yeah. we're going to talk we were going to talk about the article then in the in that article there's that um section called niggas is broke and it breaks down how like most people do not have money like that that was a big part about personally why i left the film industry like it, it just doesn't make sense and yeah. in an age in my 20s when there's just so much opportunity out there one of them being finance and investing and so forth that's something that really fascinates me but um there's a start stat in that article where it goes, um, what is it? Uh, what I think eight eight out of ten people are living paycheck to paycheck. Um, that's from a, I think career career something career connect something like that. Career 
it, it's it's it, 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 the source is there right now. I had I had that part of the article already pulled up because we spoke about it. That yeah. Time. So eighty percent, eight out of ten people um, live paycheck to paycheck. Um, a lot of people can't survive. I think only forty percent of people can survive a thousand. Uh, uh, like a thousand dollar emergency. came up for a thousand dollars or yeah. more. Yeah. Like a lot of people are like that. So I do think the democratization of finance is a good thing, but that, that's been brewing for a while. We, we, we mentioned regulation and so forth. Uh, that's being thrown around a lot, which I, I do think will happen. But Janet Yellen, the Treasury Council, who used to be the uh, the Fed, I believe, uh, no, it wasn't. she wasn't the head of the Fed during Obama, but she's been previously in charge of the Fed. And um, she takes speaking fees from Citadel like and these speaking fees are just a fancy word for bribes you know so yeah. like if regulation does come it's not it's not going to be in our favor right so it's like yeah this this has been brewing for a while like i think people have been angry for a long time and this is the one event that people have unity behind and so that's why it's so powerful but yeah in terms of like that wealth gap that thing's getting ridiculous i i, I think in that same article there's a stat that goes like the middle class is disappearing um, oh, basically. Yeah, well, because yeah. the, the difference is uh, the 1% takes up so much of the wealth in this country. If your article is correct, uh, the top yeah. 10% own 90% of the stock market. Yeah, yeah. Which but is I think fucking the, ridiculous. I think it's think 80%. About. 80%, my apologies. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to short you guys that last 10% no, there. <laughs> um, but basically, it's it's really interesting because you've seen socially over the last you know few years, you've seen a lot of movements grow really big, and a lot of them are jokes. And this feels like the first, I don't want to say joke movement, but it is a little bit of a joke movement. You know what I mean? Like there's a little bit of irony in the fact that it's GameStop. You know what I mean? Like yeah, power to the player. That's, yeah, exactly. Good for yeah. them. I know. I think you might be right. The, 90%. 90%. Sorry, but go on. Oh, yeah. I, think you might be right I got my enough. shit. I did my fact check. Yeah. I think you came with all this stock my... information and I read yeah, the yeah, paragraph right. of your article. So. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 90%. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about but, it. Right. Uh, but yeah. it's fascinating to see because, I mean, like something is goofy, but uh, – the storming area 51 right it was like it was a similar concept it was we want to see what's going on with the aliens and it's a joke yeah. and it's ironic but then you see how much traction it got yeah. and obviously luckily people didn't actually storm area 51 mm -hmm. but you can trade from home right you don't got to uh, drive out to area 51 in this situation so people were seeing it and there was a little bit of that similar like what are they going to do to us were they going to arrest us <laughs> there's so many of us in this situation that if we pull it off shit you know what I mean? So it's just really yeah. fascinating to me to kind of see how the culture has been bubbling up a little bit. And so far, it's been kind of subdued. But in this situation, it kind of hit them when they weren't ready. And it's just a really fascinating response. And I think it's going to expose a lot of things for a lot of people. And unfortunately, I think once the toothpaste is out of the container, you can't put it back in. And yeah. to me, that's the benefit of this situation, just like it being exposed for a lot of people, because for a lot of people, like it's very difficult to point at what people are doing to screw you over. Mm -hmm. So I think that when something like this happens and it's being laid out in front of people very simply, yeah. it's a beautiful thing because they're never going to go back to a world where they haven't seen this. Right. Like yeah. the people who were around when Nixon was in office, they know a president can be corrupt. Right. Because yeah. they've seen something happen. They've seen uh -huh. that gentleman get impeached. So in their uh -huh. world, that's a reality. Well, if yeah. you were born after Nixon, you've never seen anything like that. You've seen people yeah. maybe on impeachment trial or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. But that idea is so far-fetched that it's almost like not even a reality anymore, mm -hmm. which is slightly dangerous, of course, because you, know, you should definitely do your research in history. But this is something that's being so, like, it's being so highly spoken about, mm -hmm. which is a little bit shocking to me because I kind of thought that it was going to get buried in the news cycle. Like, I, I know it's hard not to. 
but it felt like for a second they weren't going to really get into it the way that they should have. Like, they were going to kind of just gloss over the subject. Yeah. But it got so big that they couldn't ignore it anymore. And that's a fucking beautiful thing to me. Because, like I said, if nothing else, there are people out there with their eyes open now. And Yeah. And that, that's, great. that's what you brought up. It's like the hashtag force the vote in or just the longer we hold, the more it gets covered. Like the more people get pissed. Cause you know, it, it's, it's again, it's, it's class warfare at this point. It's the poor versus the rich. Like I'm, and I'm not talking like someone that makes several million. We're talking like yeah. the, the Uber rich. We're talking about the, no, we're talking like about the, the people who are, yeah. Like they're eating real <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, Jeff uh, Bezos. Yeah. So I'm playing both ends of the aisle. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, in, in that sense, we're, we're um, it's it's just the it's very easy for them to head up the media because they have like someone made the joke i forgot i think his name tom nash on youtube he said uh um msm which is like mainstream media stands for main sponsored media right so it's very easy for them to call up call him up and start like oh like that epstein situation Mm. that article that they wrote about him it was basically just a bachelor ad. I forgot what the magazine was. I can look into it, but it was a very big one. It was in that documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And he basically just paid to get two pages of I'm single in there. Yeah, I think I remember something like that. I don't remember. I, I don't have the source. But... Variety or whatever. I can yeah. double check to see what the article <laughs> was. But it was just really, like, hey, it wasn't he, us. <laughs> yeah, it was not us. But it's just really interesting because in that situation, like, you don't think about something like that. But he had the money to just put out, like, a. that's the best bachelor ad of all time. Yeah. Right, it's in like one of the most highly publicated publications in the country, and it's just talking about how great you are and you're this incredible humanitarian and how you're single. That was specifically noted in there. I believe that was part of the title, if I remember correctly. And when you see something like that, like I don't know, it's just I think when you see stuff like that, it really helps. Do you know what I mean? Because I think now that people know some other things about him, it's a it's something that they'll pay attention to more. But it, it made me personally look twice at some of the articles that I read about people that are putting them over. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. So basically, generally uh, speaking, what, what, um, what, what's that guy's name? Uh, he's a comedian, George Carlin. What he says, question everything. So that yes, that's absolutely. that's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, so oh yeah. Summarizes absolutely. that. It's yeah. A perfect so, person to quote in this situation. He would he would be great to have right now. Oh yeah, I mean. The, the funny thing, to, to go back to the topic of people being um, uh, awakened by this, I to use that word, but people being woke by this, um, or or it, uh, I'll usually joke with my friends that, that start realizing how things actually work. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're finally taking the blue pill in the major. I think that's the right pill, the blue one. Um, but in this case, like when I first started investing, you start, I always tell my friends, well, not I tell them, like they know I'm very jaded when it comes to politics or when it comes to situations like this where a lot of this stuff doesn't phase me because I've only invested in trading for like two and a half years and like I haven't seen it all, but it it seems like (laughs) I've seen it all like when it comes to politicians or crazy um, last few years. You've been in an interesting time for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um uh like one of the first things that i was curious about was um like learn how, about the military industrial complex right just just like that just wakes you up like oh like we make these you know these these bloated military budgets go right back to Boeing, raytheon halliburton 
um, Northam Grubman, right? So like if you own those stocks, you're eating good off the government. If you're eating good off the back of the American people, you know. So yeah, but then the profitable. war is very profitable. There's a great book, War's a Racket, um, that I really really like by Smedley Butler. Um, but but you know, there's like the education budget's always small, or like our infrastructure budget's always small. But anything that pertains to the stock market has like back in March, like our on Wall Street bets, the the I forgot, damn, I forgot his nickname, but um, Jay Powell, that's <laughs> Jay Powell, um, Jerome Powell, head of the Federal Reserve, I think. Um, what what what, um, like, the banks were getting a, a trillion per day, but back for 14 yeah. days straight back in, back in March. Right? Yeah, but like, what were we getting? Yeah. They were debating 1,200. Just like they were yeah. debating that. That was the debate, right? So, yeah. but like, without any question. That was in consecutive were... days too. You said, if I remember correctly, that was oh yeah, multiple, fourteen days. That was multiple trillion. Trillion that wasn't just uh, wasn't just one trillion one time. That was roughly fourteen trillion dollars. Yeah, and that, that was that was a time that was very hard for me to trade because um, I just couldn't believe it. That's why I mean, like I'm jaded at this point, but at that yeah. time I could not believe it. Like I just, I, it was very hard for me to be long, but I'm uh, just because like, bro, like we have like very high death rates, even though this has just started. Um, uh, our politicians don't seem to agree on everything. We're, we're you know, we're shutting down the small businesses. Um, that's a lot of larger political debate. Um, and like, we're not taking care of the people. There is no, there's nothing, you know, so uh, the, uh, unemployment's high. Like it's about to get even higher. I just yeah. couldn't believe like every day the stock market would just, just dumping in be up. Or, yeah. Yeah. But like that goes right back into the markets and that's exactly, how this yeah. has turned into like a whole, uh, a whole game at this point like this is what happens when there's that much liquidity in the markets you know so um death yeah you, you get to, what was that death is profit oh yeah yeah that that's another conversation <laughs> yeah um uh uh at this point i don't know I, i'm just saying all i'm saying here is that uh I, i'm at that point where you know there's this quote like the markets are irrational like they don't you can have you can have uh, like a company beat their earnings, beat on revenues, and then still go down on earnings. You know, so um, I'm at that point where like I nothing really phases me. I just kind of gauge my risk and proceed cautiously. But yeah, I'm glad that people are being awakened because like a lot of this stuff was a shock. Like your heroes, they're they're not heroes. <laughs> you know, like I, you know, I don't want to get into we can get into specifics if you want, but like. Um, I, I've had my world shattered like what, summer of 2018. That's when I started learning about this stuff. Yeah, so uh, it's, I'm glad it's people crazy. are trying to wake up, get their world shattered too. No, I agree completely, and I think that the internet makes it an unstoppable force because I mean, you get free open conversations like this. Uh, yeah. You get great advice. You get some horrible advice as well. But look at how this whole situation turned out. There are quite a few people who look at the Dogecoin, coin, man. There were some people that night who got to eat some like. $60 and they're yeah. just looking at it like shit maybe this is something I should think about in the future you know yeah. what I mean like to me that's that's the beautiful part of the situation is like yeah. it kind of made it mainstream for a moment and that's really interesting and I'm sure the people in the stock market hate that because this isn't something you really want to get mainstream they're quite the hipster community them them investor yeah. types <laughs> they don't want anybody to know about their cool shit yeah so, this is the one thing that I'm really happy with going mainstream because if people realized how much power they had I look at look at the look at the strength of what's it at right now. Uh, GME. GME. Yeah. Uh, last I checked, it was at um, 
I was at like 301. And it but, was 4% I mean, starting off? Um, or $4 like starting off? Sto- yeah, yeah. It yeah. went as low as $3. But um, let me let me pull it up. GME. 325 last night. Like, that's the quote okay. I'm getting. Yeah. 325. So, so look at that. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, to, to quote you, and for anyone that's new and thinking about investing that made $60 on Doge, um, I do believe that personally, I usually tell my friends and something I do for myself is I don't necessarily look at the dollar amount that you made, look at the percentage. Right. So if, you know, if you made, if you only put in a hundred dollars and you made a hundred, you're like, oh, that's, it's not a lot of money or you get the mindset of like, I'm going to hold longer because yeah. it's only a hundred dollars. It'll go up more. Like that's a hundred percent return. Like absolutely, yeah, hedge funds. Favorite. Yeah. Would be lucky if they made like most if, like the, the market goes up with the like that's the people I think it goes up like 25 percent like per year. Um, you know, so you just beat the S&P 500 on, on that particular trade or um, that particular investment. So, um, yeah, look at the percentage. And I do think it's, it is a beautiful thing. Um, that's why I appreciate them, the, the, the market so much. It's um, I always tell my friends, it allows you to, you know, it allows you to know more. So like like the the Tesla investors of last year and prior, Kathy Wood, the people that follow Kathy Wood, Tamath, Pally Hapatia, like they've realized the electric revolution way before the average person knew it was coming. Yeah. You know, they've, uh, if you're familiar with like, companies like SoFi, like you understand the, the finance revolution that's going on, you know, right? So it, it, I think the markets just make you aware. And I think it's a, it's a beautiful, I mean, look, look at fucking, um, sorry, look at deep, deep uh, fucking value before, uh, like, last year he, he was doing his fundamental analysis thinking like he he had foresight this dude was thinking i i, I think in an article he said he, there was an article published on him and he said like i didn't know it would happen like this but like he knew he was at least going to get this stock to go to 20 dollars, and that would have been a very nice re- return from him hell yeah for him, right you said 325 oh oh he's a millionaire like yeah. I, I think when it's all said and done it's it's very easy very realistic for him to be at 100 million uh, if we, we keep driving higher, right? So, I mean, his cost per basis was around like at its lows, but like three or four dollars, like <laughs> for every for every six dollars, he's getting like hundred percent hundred percent return. So, so think about That's that. That's a happy person. Every that six dollars, <laughs> yeah, and every seven dollars, the um the 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 uh the the hedge funds lose a billion. You know, so it, it's beautiful. <laughs> hey, that's nice. Yeah. Do you uh, think that people would be as willing? This is a, one of the last things. Do you think people would be as excited about this if it was just an opportunity to make money, or do you think that this is overwhelmingly a go fuck yourself? Oh, I think the latter. Overwhelmingly. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's all I needed to hear. I just needed to know. I made where we're at. <laughs> I made profit on this thing, and then because uh, I was late, but around ninety, I I bought options. And it was profitable on it. The next day went from 90 to 350. Yeah. So um, I made money off that. And then I took some of that money and then just bought the stock mm-hmm. at a very bad cost base. I bought like 366. I was like, I'm losing money right now. The stock would need to travel. You guys need to come get me at 366 because I'm yeah. losing money. But the, the thing is, like, it's also an F you. Just is. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, we're, we're all YOLO veterans at this point. Like, the joke I keep making is that, like, I want to tell my kids that their dad was involved in the wars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure people who served in the military are going to love that. Oh. 
<laughs> That's funny. They're basically the same thing. It is, but still. Uh, I got st stuck there for a second. I looked down at my dictionary. <laughs> we had a nice pause. That's funny. Which to that, I wanted to read you something real quick because I don't know if people knew this. This is totally off topic, but I had to throw this in there while I'm on video because I wanted to see your face when you found out. Uh, so I was looking at a dictionary earlier. I feel like doing some reading, and I don't know what a lot of words mean, so this felt like the book to read. And uh, uh, I found out uh, incest, uh, the definite, it's a noun, and the definition is it's intercourse between closely related persons. Uh, such intercourse, uh, when considered, is a crime. So for all you people who watch that shit on the internet, stop. It's illegal. It says so right here. <laughs> it's a fucking crime. I can show it to you on camera. I just had to do this one while we had a video to actually show it. Can you see? I can't see. I can see now. Okay. It says yeah. a crime. It's funny. So while you were giving very good sound financial advice, I want people not to get arrested for, you know. It's a very popular subcategory, man. Yeah, there should be regulation on that. Oh, here we go with this fucking regulation <laughs> shit again. Always trying to keep the little guy down. That's hilarious. But yeah. no, man, I appreciate you coming on and explaining some of this information to me because I was I was happy because I could tell it was something that was being done to stick it to the big guy, but it was also confusing. So I appreciate you having come in and elaborated some of these details for me because I was, I was slightly lost on the whole situation, and I feel like a lot of people share that sentiment. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned once the toothpaste is out of the bottle. Is that what you said? Yeah, once it's out yeah. of the whatever you got it the in. container thing. Yeah. <laughs> the squishy. It really, it's a good Plastic. one. The toothpaste is so squishy. Yeah. Like, even if you tried. Like, you got the hole to put it back in, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that's extremely relevant here. I do believe that something my dad told me when I was younger and we talk about this all the time, is that he said, like, Ghana being a very, like, Christian country, um, when it comes to religion, he told me when I was a kid that um, the everything that is in the Bible just keeps, like, everything in the world just keep, reinvent, re, keep reinventing itself. So everything that has happened is in the Bible somewhere. You can find some sort of parallel to it. Like, a, you know, some parable in the Bible, right? So, and he says, the internet is the um, tree of knowledge and power of good and evil in the in the Garden of Eden, mm -hmm. right? So, um, once you, you can use it for good or you can use it for bad, right? But in the end, you still have access to it. And that's, you know, if, if, if that was, if, if, if that tree has been re-manifested as the internet now, there's, I at least for our generation, the beauty of that is that someone like me can like, the stuff you say is complicated to me is not very complicated at all. I think they want yeah. you to think it's complicated. Uh, they want, <laughs> but um, uh, it's it's really the same way they get on TV, start calling you unsophisticated yeah. and so forth. It's extreme, it's not complicated. Like a, a bunch of Wall Street bets goons can get on, like figure this yeah. shit out. Um, and I'm not saying you'll be profitable. I'm not telling you to, yeah. but it's like, at the end of the day, like hedge funds 
don't need to exist anymore. Like people can figure this shit out for themselves. The same way like the movie industry used to have a monopoly on content. Like now we have YouTube, right? So um, sidetracked available on all major podcasting platforms. Exactly right. That's a beautiful thing. And the my, the the point that I'm trying to say is I think it's a extremely extremely something I don't take for granted. Like like I'm extremely grateful. Uh, for the opportunity to just look something up online rather than like having to, if I want to learn this stuff, I'd go to, to a, uh, um, a library. Yeah. And get then... to know somebody who understands it. Exactly. Some information from you. I remember when you first started trading, the first thing you told me was discord. Yeah. <laughs> just go talk to people who know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was right? my, like it makes me feel a thousand times better about it. And I think yeah. that open communication has helped a lot of people in a lot of areas. Exactly. That was, that was my first wall street bets was discord. Um, like I saw off this guy, Ricky Gutierrez, and then I, he just wasn't doing it for me. So that moved on to, um, the next thing, which was like options. And, um, I just learned on my own. There are plenty of people online that can teach you. If you want to learn long-term investing, there's plenty, you know, you read, you can read, uh, I think, The Intelligent Investor. You can read um, Value Investing by Ben Graham. I, uh, I think Benjamin Graham, that's the person I taught Warren Buffett. I don't think his book's called Value Investing, but you know, you just look this stuff up. It's like, it's, it's all right there. You can go to YouTube, find uh, something like Tom Nash, like Oswald and Motorin, like find uh, Professor Scott Galloway, just like, just to learn, right? And uh, all this stuff's available for free. That's the beautiful thing. And so that's, this whole revolution that's happening i really don't know how it's going to end but like i'm just grateful that we live in a time where uh it's things like this will happen and will continue to happen unless there's until there's great change and in the meantime people can grow by just educating themselves so i agree i feel like the the next year even we're gonna see this grow i don't know yeah. what this is but we're gonna see it grow and it's gonna be yeah. fascinating to watch yeah uh Crystal Ball, who's a host on The Hill, uh, Rise In, which is done by The Hill on YouTube, she said, I think she heard it from someone else, but she said a, a quote I really like. She said, um, you don't know, people don't know, oh, fuck, I messed up the quote. I don't remember, but it's, it's something along oh, the lines that like, you don't, you don't know your restrictions until, you don't know that you're changed until you try moving. I think that's mm. a, what a lot of people are realizing. Like they're trying to make money, and like all these, like people, they're, they're throwing the whole book at you as you just try oh, yeah. to make money. What they're not talking about is the people that are, are the, the, the Wall Street betters that are talking about. Um, someone's fixing their dad's roof. Someone, uh, someone uh, can pay for his mom's Lyme's disease procedure. Someone paid for his student debt. Uh, someone, uh, someone, what was it? There's an there's a interview with Tom Nash. He had a person on that. His dad and his entire family actually had to move to, back to, well, not back to, but his family, I think they're English, settled in the U.S., but then after 2008, they lost everything, had to move to China, and they have yet to relocate back, the entire family. And he's up a million dollars, and he refuses to sell because for him, it's personal. But like this, yeah. this is life-changing money for him, but it's yeah. personal, right? But if whenever he decides to sell, I hope he sells profitably. Like yeah, he, he said his dad doesn't have to work anymore. His dad can come back home. Like this is like life-changing yeah. This is life changing stuff. They don't talk about that, but you know, um, nonetheless, it's still like he did the research. He got in at the right time. He deserves to have that money if he sells profitably. That's how I see it. Like this is an open market, buyers and sellers. 
That's he all is it is. He's a lazy communist. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so... He needs to um, work for his money. And then he'll work hard. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And I'll so, pour into his company. And I'll it. sit at home and chill. But <laughs> he needs to stop asking for handouts, if you ask me. Yeah, well, people are getting their handout money back from... Uh, Good. Good from the market right now so i hope well, i like it they're not they're not keeping their hand and slightly or patiently waiting for it they're just kind of snatching at their own right now and i think yeah. sometimes you gotta do it that way <laughs> i like that i like that yeah but hey my man i appreciate you coming on here it was an excellent conversation i feel like i learned a lot in this situation uh you got anything you want to plug or promote here at the end nothing Okay, well, I'm going to do it for you then, you humble bastard. Uh, you quoted an article a few times in this conversation. It was an article that you wrote for Medium.com. Uh, it's Creative Equity and the New Media Diet, How COVID-19 Accelerated the Inevitable for Hollywood. Kojo wrote it a few months ago. It's worth the read. He's got a lot of fun information in there about a few other things than just what we kind of talked about today. But there's a paragraph in there. Covers that pretty well. Like I said, <laughs> fellas be broke. Is yeah, that the, the title of it? Fe fellas be, be broke, broke Let's call it specifically. That, yeah. Yeah, we'll call it that one. We want this to be an inclusive article, Kojo. Of course. Um, but no, man, I appreciate you having this conversation with me here. Yeah, man. Uh, and I guess the last thing I'll say is, uh, I guess this is what it's about to you being able to have a podcast. I remember us talking about stuff like this in like high school. And, and I, I know you're just getting started, but shout out to you. Um, I always want to be on your podcast, even though it's like brand new. <laughs> Probably like two people will listen to this, but this is this is exactly what I'm talking about. It's just having, yeah. uh, living in a world where anyone can create, anyone can has access to whatever they need to do. Absolutely, that's what the internet's brought, and like you're using it to your advantage. So shout out to you, and not sit on the sidelines. And, uh, you know, talking about it all the time and not actually doing it. So I, no, I appreciate truly respect that. that. Yeah. Well to done. anybody who's seeing it, by the way, um, it's easy as hell. I'm not smart, right? <laughs> like, I'm not the brightest person in the world. And my audio sounds all right. The video looks sounds all right. Yeah. And I have a thing. And some people listen and they've said that they liked it. So I'm a very happy person in this situation. So if you're ever thinking about doing anything in life, go on the Internet and learn about it. That's the lesson that you – where's the camera at? Right here? Do I look at the light or do I look at the circle? If I look so, at the circle, I feel like I'm making eye contact with people and then I get nervous and sweaty because I feel like they're staring into my soul. <laughs> so I'm going to stare at the light here. If you guys have any dreams in the world, just like Kojo just said, pull up your fucking phone and research that shit because you can get the exact same education on your phone that you can at a college university. College is a scam. College is a scam. No, that's cool. There's a lot of good networking opportunities, <laughs> and there's a lot of great mentors and all that other kind of stuff. I don't really have a way to end it, so I'm just bullshitting here at the end and having fun with it. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if my dumbass can learn how to invest and be profitable, like, anyone else can. That's, that's I know. That's true. That's he didn't even put on an undershirt for this. I've seen his chest way too many times in this conversation, <laughs> and he's been making money on this whole process, and he didn't even figure out that that'll chafe your nipples wearing that's a dress funny. shirt with no undershirt. <laughs> You're going to have some raw-ass yeah. nipples after this conversation. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, you dressing up for it quite a bit, but your nipples no. are going to be raw. I don't think it was worth it. That's hilarious. That's hilarious, man. But, yeah, seriously, if, I think a lot of people just need to do what they need to do. You know, so, like, yeah, like, you have all the tools. Go do it. 
Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think it's an exciting time, and I'm excited to see all the changes that happen. Absolutely. Well, with this opportunity, I'd like to thank you for checking out my podcast. My name is Dennis Kaminsky. Thank you to Kojo Oasu for being my guest here today. And I don't have an ending tagline, so I'm going to make one up for the day. Incest porn is illegal. <laughs> <laughs>